Welcome to Funnel Hacker Radio Podcast, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top entrepreneurs are using to make more sales, dominate their markets, and how you can get those same results. Here is your host, Dave Woodward. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Funnel Hacker Radio. You guys are going to love today's topic because this is one of the things I, I get asked about all the time, and that's this whole idea of running virtual teams. So with that, I want to kind of bring in Jeff Hunter. So Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi. Great, Dave. So glad to have you. So for those of you guys who may not know Jeff, Jeff has been a top five project manager for Philips Nationwide. It basically means he was running virtual teams before virtual teams even became popular almost five years ago now and really became a, a massive strength for him. He's now left and has gone on his own. One of the main things I can tell you right now, only because I Jeff and I were literally just talking about this before we started the recording here, and that is I ended up actually leaving uh, – I've when we started ClickFunnels, I was virtual. I was uh, down in San Diego, and it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that we ended up. I brought my family up here, primarily because of one of the things I always joke around about with Julie Stoyan, and that is this big topic we refer to as FOMO. It's that fear of missing out. Uh, it's one of those things when you're involved in the marketing side, at least for me. And Jeff's probably going to slam me on this completely, but. With that said, I can tell you, it's, uh, actually one of the main reasons I ended up moving up was I always felt like I was missing out on stuff. So I want to kind of talk to you about, Jeff, how you actually manage a team virtually and really try, as far as how you keep people connected. The other thing I want to make sure as we kind of go through this is how you can really use a virtual team to build your business without all the overhead. And that's one of the things um, I want to just spend some time on. So with that said, anything about your past you want to bring up right now? that I didn't already mention? <laughs> you did a really good job. Oh, thanks. Um, you, you know what? I, I just, for me, I guess, you know, I've always been, I always loved technology. And, you know, uh, my very first <clears throat> quote unquote job was, well, outside of working at the gym in high school, you know, wiping down sweaty treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first like real job, uh, I was working at a computer shop. And then I kind of I love, you know, I just love that innovation. You know, when you're when you're on the cutting edge of new things, it just there's that fun taste in your mouth, like, oh, I'm on the, you know, this is new and fresh, right? And it's it's like ClickFunnels. Like ClickFunnels is just such a new, innovative, awesome technology. We can all use it. Um, what's really cool about this is that I knew when I was working at Philips that virtual project management was like the future. I knew that it was the future. You could manage these multi-million dollar projects. I was managing anywhere from, gosh, uh, 800,000 to, you know, $3 million, $4 million worth of projects every single month, you know, sometimes 50 to 70 projects concurrently that I'm managing at the same time. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, all using virtual teams. And <clears throat> we were able to deploy these teams, um, set things up virtually, and then basically get all these things done. And then the only time they'd ever actually have to be on site is when they physically had to like plug something in, right? So I was like, wow, that is so cool. Couldn't, I was just in my head thinking, we could apply the same exact principle to pretty much any type of project, web project, you know, uh, funnel, whatever type of thing that's going on, lead generation. Like if you had a really awesome team and everyone's a specialist, you know, when you work at these big corporations, um, you have, you know, engineers, you have uh, clinical specialists. I worked in the healthcare field. Um, you know, we had we had people that were network engineers. You know, they all had their own special skill set. And I said, <clears throat> wouldn't it be cool if I could have my own team with all specialized skill sets that could execute these projects virtually? 
So that's when I built my team. That's what the VA staffer team is. Uh, it's a really fun, exciting idea. It's really fresh. And it kind of brings in the approach of the virtual team to the mainstream marketer, because this is really a tool that only big corporations used to be able to have, right? Like, that's what's really awesome now is that with outsourcing, with, you know, we're not limited by the person in the same city as you. Like, you can hire anyone, anyone in the world with amazing skill sets and not be bound by just the people that are in your local vicinity. So I love that. I know that... uh... Say, for example, for ClickFunnels, here in our Boise office, we've got about 20, 25 of us here. We have 160 employees, and I know Todd has, he's got a handful down in his office down in Atlanta, you know, three or four guys down there. And Ryan's got, you know, three or four guys up in his office up in the Michigan area. But I can tell you the majority of them, the rest of our team really is completely scattered throughout. And I think it's been fascinating for us because when we were looking at... at Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Whoa, are you saying you got a $100 million business that has like 25 people that actually have like an actual <laughs> desk? That would be, that's about right, yep. And then the other X, how, what'd you say? Uh, Three times that? 60 or so, so yeah, so whatever. So we probably, we probably have 30 people with desks in three different locations and the other 125 people are all remote. <laughs> I think that's the future. I'm just going to throw it out there. I, Dave, <laughs> I think that's the future of business because... It, first off, it, it's a win-win situation for people because it gives you the flexibility to work from home, right, to still have a life and not have to commute through traffic. Um, it still gives you uh, the freedom of, you know, doing what you need to do. And But see, that's the thing. See, here, here's where I want to get to. And I think this is where businesses are struggling um, and this is probably why they don't have a type of remote model is because they are afraid, first off, like you said, FOMO, the fear of missing out, right? Because <clears throat> I do want to point out there is a stigma, Dave, and it's completely honest and true. And I don't know, especially since, since you still obviously work at the at, at ClickFunnels and, and you don't want to admit this in public, okay? But there are probably times where as the remote person, you get looked down upon because you're not in the office. That happens too, okay? So a lot of times, I remember when I was working at Philips and I was a, I was a remote employee, I was a project manager managing millions of dollars from my office in my house. And <clears throat> it is very difficult sometimes um, when you have to deal with people that don't understand that because they go to the office every day you kind of look down on. I don't know if you've experienced that. <laughs> you don't have to respond. <laughs> I can actually respond to that because uh, fortunately, at least the people who all work remote for us, I, we were joking around about it last night. So Julie Stoyan basically is uh, out in Connecticut, which is you know two hours East Coast time from us is, I mean, we were here till, I don't know, gosh, 10.30 the other night, and she was still on the call. So it was 12.30 her time. So I don't think uh, we were too concerned about her not uh, pulling her fair share. I know uh, Todd and Ryan were up till 4 in the morning last night. So um, I guess I've always looked at it as far as we've never really been concerned about the people we hire doing the work because we've always tried to focus on hiring A players. Mm. And as we've hired A players, I I really don't care as far as the hours that get worked as much as the work that gets done. Boom. So it's all about the results. Yeah, I, we're extremely results driven. You know what? I think we're onto something because that's one of the questions 
when people ask me, you know, how are you able to manage your 47, you know, I think, I think I'm up to about 47 or maybe 48 team members. Um, you know, how do you manage them all when they're all remote and not only remote, but in different time zones across the earth, right? I've got majority of my team are in the Philippines. I have a physical office there. I only have 16 people in my physical office. The other, I guess, 30 something are uh, remote. And, you know, it's all about results. And I think that if you have accountability built into your business and you have a, a proper communication platform and you have project management kind of built in, then you're going to do well. And you'll find that, see, a lot of the questions I get are not from corporations or even small, you know, 10, 15 person teams. They're usually from <laughs> from entrepreneurs or solopreneurs that they just don't have any structure in their business. You know, they just don't oh, have sure. <laughs> they're they're scrappy, right? Well, I think that's you know what that's how most of us all start. I'm, yep. I can say I was had the conversation with someone the other day about you know the most important hire, your very first hire needs to be your virtual assistant or an assistant. Mm. And I'm such a huge believer in that, and it took me the longest time ever to actually do that. And at the same time, it's the best thing I ever did. And I can tell you yeah. that for me at least, when I've looked and really what I want to have have you kind of address here is managing a virtual. First of all, managing employees is tough as it is. Managing mm. virtual employees is even that much more difficult. And for some of us, it's really our kryptonite. It just kills us, our, our Achilles heel. And for other people like yourself, it's your superpower. So mm. what I need you to do in the next uh, few minutes here is considering that for me, it would spend my kryptonite. I need you to basically talk to me as a person who has no clue how in the world to actually manage a virtual, virtual team. And if I was basically starting off and I've got, you know, one to two, maybe three employees, what would be your advice on how to actually manage it from a project management standpoint to get results while at the same time not micromanaging everybody? Oh, that is such – that's probably the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> well, thank you. This is good. Um, so first off, going back to what you said earlier, it's very important that you hire the A team, Right. Because if you hire the best, you only get burnt once, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's when, when you first hire someone, you know, the, the money should be the most painful thing that ever happens. Because if you hire, if you see a lot of times people hire people that don't have the right skill set or maybe they settle for less. And then, of course, you don't get the results out of them, right? It's better to hire an A team. You know they're going to get results. So <clears throat> three tips. So the first tip would be make sure that you have what you are going to have your virtual assistant or remote team member do for you. Okay, this applies in any country. This could be someone working down the street from you. This could be someone working in the Philippines or Pakistan or India or wherever. It doesn't matter where you hire someone. Make sure that you actually have a very clear vision of your company and make sure that that person actually wants to be a part of that and feels in, in kind of uh, engraved into your culture and into your vision of your company. Because if you don't have a clear vision for yourself, how can other people buy into your vision? I think that's overlooked a lot. People don't see the vision. Number two is make sure that you have clear and accurate instructions. You make sure that you have processes for things in your business. Now, a lot of times people say, I don't have time for that. I'm busy. I don't have time to do that. Well, probably the chances are you're doing this yourself anyway, right? Like you said, you had a virtual assistant helping you out and you're probably doing this stuff before your virtual assistant helped you out. 
So you can download a free app like ScreenFlow, or if you're on a Mac, QuickTime has a screen capture button. Um, you can use Loom, uh, which is a free Chrome extension. Just record what you're doing and document it using your voice. Just saying, okay, here I'm, for example, for your emails, okay, you know, emails that come in from this about this subject, you know, label them as this, right? Like there's simple ways that are fast and don't take a whole lot of time out of your day to start documenting your life, like documenting your procedures. You know, we as humans have thousands of procedures that we do every day. <laughs> Waking up in the morning is a process. Taking a shower is a process. And we're creatures of habit. As a matter of fact, it's very common for most people to wake up and have the same routine. You might wake up every morning and reach over and grab your phone, right? So there's routines that we have built in. So the only way to start being free and to get out of your own way is to start building processes out so you can delegate that to other people. So that's tip number two. Okay. Yeah, I think on that, because that's probably one of the biggest things I hear from from a lot of the entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who are trying to get going. Is like, I honestly, I just don't even. I would love to have someone do that. I don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think really the best thing to do is just record. Just put your camera on, and let them just and just record what you're doing on your computer. They'll figure it out from that. In fact, your first job basically be, at least for me, was take my recording and break it down into steps and then send me the steps to make sure I understand exactly what it is that you, that I expect for you to do. Yeah. See, I call those freedom recipes. People call them standard operating procedures or whatever. I call them freedom recipes and I I implore you to use this ideology because listen to this, when you create these procedures, when you create these this recipe, you're providing yourself freedom because if you don't give instructions for someone else to do something, you're stuck doing it yourself. Right. And If you want to truly experience freedom, then you have to put together these recipes. And I like to think of them as recipes because, look, I'm a horrible cook. My wife will confess to that. Um, If it's not a steak or a hot dog, it's going to turn out bad. But my mom has this cookbook, super simple cookbook. I know. I open up the cookbook. I I get this bowl. Uh, It tells me to put in three eggs. You know, it tells me to put in a a (laughs) cup of flour, right? And I mix it up together and put in the sugar Put in the oven, 375 degrees for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Guess what? It comes out the same every time, right? So making sure that you have easy instructions and making sure that you understand that that's an investment of your time. We invest our time in so many things. And I get so sick and tired when I hear someone say they don't have time because we waste a lot of time. (laughs) For sure. So what's step three? Step three is definitely communication. I don't care if it's Skype. I recommend Slack, by the way. Slack is an amazing tool. Um, if you're using in our office is Slack. Oh, it's just so great. You know, guys, Slack is just a great tool. It's free. You download it. Uh, you can even use the web-based version. It works. doesn't matter where you are in the world. It's incredible. All you have to do is just create some channels out. And I always recommend to create, you know, five basic channels. You have your general channel. Then you have maybe your... Uh, you know, your project channel or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever type of business you have, set up a couple different different uh, themes, you know, some, some different topics for your business so that you only discuss business in those areas. That way you can keep track of what's going on. If you're just starting out, 
that is a perfect option. Another thing is you want to have a way to keep track of the different projects and things you're doing in your business. So you can use a free tool called Asana. We use something called Active Collab. They're very similar. Um, and basically, you, you can create projects and tasks. You can assign due dates. You can assign people to those tasks. And it just keeps everyone accountable. And, re- and it, of course, Uh, The most important thing is it sets timelines because timelines are probably the most important thing. And maybe I'm biased because I'm a project manager. But if we don't set real timelines, they're not goals. They're dreams. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally – that's, I think, one of the hardest things for for me as a marketer um, dealing with a lot of tech and dev type of people is a lot of – Tech people is like, well, we're working on it. We'll get it done when it gets done. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We're presenting this thing at this date. It has to be done by then. They're like, well, well, it may or may not be. No, it's like, no, you, we don't have a choice. This becomes one of those letter gold moments in life where <laughs> it's either how much is it going to cost to get it done or you lose your job type of deal. So I'm a huge believer in timelines for sure. We, there, in fact, we've got a, we have a huge timeline coming up on us right now, and that's Funnel Hacking Live which is the 21st. And if everything's not done by then, people are going to know it. So uh, no, I, I understand timelines really, really well. It has to happen, right? As a matter of fact, that's how I got into outsourcing was because I really, as a project manager, we do a lot of Gantt charts. Gantt charts, as uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically you take all the different things that have to be done, different tasks to complete a project. You find out you know, which ones have to be done first. For example, if you're building a house, you know the foundation has to be done before you put the walls up, right? And you have this chart. And it, usually the charts, I mean, for my projects, they were really large. They would literally take me hours and hours and hours to make these things, probably 20, 30 hours. Um, I figured out I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> it was horrible waste of my time. It wasn't actually managing projects. It was preparing documentation. Um, and I started trying to go online to these different freelance websites to find someone who could do these Gantt charts for me. I actually found someone in India who was a project management certified uh, professional, PMP, who actually put these things together for me. And he was very affordable. He was very affordable. I paid out of my own pocket. Um, I figured my time was more valuable. I didn't have my company pay for it. I did it. And then once I started realizing this was such a huge enablement for me to free up my time, you know, you had John Jonas on your podcast. I love that guy. He and I are friends. And, um, you know, that's the one thing I, I feel that's really important, guys, is the time versus money kind of conundrum, right? Like how much is your time worth? right? Before you pay someone else to do this for you. And for me, I knew that that wasn't worth my time. I hired someone to do it. I was able to get all my projects done faster. I I became a top five project manager at my company within 12 months. I got recognized nationally. um, And it was just, it was incredible. And all because I wasn't doing everything myself. I was just able to do more. And that's the power of leverage, Dave. If there's anything that anyone can get out of this podcast episode, it's that you have to understand how valuable your time is and use leverage. Leverage other people's time to get your stuff done faster and better. No, I'm a huge, huge believer on that. So tell me, obviously, some of the main stuff. So basically, what you basically have said here is, first thing, make sure you have a clear vision of your own company. Second of all, make sure you have a clear and accurate instructions on what you expect that person to do, whether you're using ScreenFlow, QuickTime, or Loom. Document it and then give them that you basically the responsibility, first of all, to create that freedom recipe for you and then to make sure you've got some way as far as tracking project management, uh, a tool like Asana or something like that. So Boom. now that we've got that set, from there as we're, as we're looking at going out and hiring virtual assistants and things, 
what are some of the things you can actually expect that VA to do? Oh, man. So virtual assistants can do so much. And I actually am not a big fan of the term virtual assistant anymore because I, I actually like to hire people based on role and, and what they're actually going to do for me. I think virtual assistants really broad. So I have like web designers, graphic designers. I've got click funnels people. I've got active campaign integrators. I've got people that do action edits. I've got, you know, infusions. So it's more just a matter of outsourcing. Yeah, I just in outsourcing in general. So for what I do is I look introspectively and this is what I recommend you guys do is to look at your business and just really separate out the things in your business very clearly. And I I like to separate things out into four columns. And you know what? Um, If you want with the episode, I can totally give out uh, the link to what I call the freedom plan. And what this is, they can print this out. It helps you separate your life basically into four columns. The first is the repetitive tasks. Those are the easiest things to get off your plate fast because they're repetitive, right? They're time consuming and they're repetitive, right? So you want to identify those repetitive tasks. Those are usually the first things you want to get off your plate first. The second one, the second column is actually called your puzzling Okay, these are the things that you're spending way too much time on, like setting up your email automation or, you know, trying to do all your integration stuff with Zapier and whatever else. Like that's the stuff I know that I am challenged on myself. So it's actually better if I pay someone to do that than sit there and waste all the time doing it myself. The third column is the stuff that you should be doing, but you're not. It's the neglected column. Like a lot of people, especially marketers, even people that run social media companies and and marketing companies and agencies, well, they're not doing their own stuff, right? It's like the the shoemaker's kids that don't wear shoes. Right. (laughs) Right? So this is where you want to have a VA help you maybe with your social media, create some stuff, maybe your blogs, you know, tons of people who have amazing businesses don't even post a blog and, and, you know, it's so important to do so. Um, or, or even transcribe your, your podcast into notes and stuff like that. Like these are all things that are neglected. You just don't have time to do. Then the most important column, what are the things that make you the most value in life? And I use that open-ended by the way, value as in value of time, value of money. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, they sacrifice, they're working that 80 hour work week to escape the 40 hour work week. And they usually sacrifice their own families for their jobs, right? And it's very important that in that column, we're looking at the things that make us the most money, you know, sales, networking, marketing, you know, doing fun podcast interviews and stuff like this. And then, of course, making time for your family and things that are really valuable to you and finding out how you can keep those blocked into your schedule and outsource the rest. That's why I call the 90-10 life. The 90-10 life philosophy is focusing on the 10% of your life that brings the most value to you automating, delegating, or sometimes playing out deleting that other 90% from your life that's keeping you away from your true value and purpose in life. And I feel, I just interviewed Tom Bilyeu a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, he's an amazing guy. And I asked him about the power of focus. And, uh, and by the way, I interviewed Chuck Canfield, who wrote the book Power of Focus. <laughs> but, but Tom said something amazing to me that's stuck into my heart, which is if you want to stay focused as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that what you're doing is something that you're passionate about. And I feel that that infamous shiny object syndrome is a very dangerous thing for entrepreneurs because it makes us lose focus in our life. And it also makes us lose focus of the main prize. We're busy kicking the rocks instead of pushing the boulder on the things that really matter in life. I love it. So for those of you guys who don't know Tom, Tom uh, Tom Bilyeu is the co-founder of Quest. 
nutrition, so Quest Bars, things of that sort. And it's just an amazing guy. He's built a crazy, crazy cool company. And again, just crushing it in his business. And for him, one of the most important things is focus. And I've, again, seen him do a ton of stuff in that area. Totally. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Um, if it's cool, I'll, I'll send you over a link. You guys, if you guys want to just look in the, look in the, the comment section below this podcast. Uh, and I, I want to make sure that you guys get the freedom plan. It's just 910life.com forward slash freedom plan. You guys can just download that, literally print it out. I recommend you guys, there's something weird about this visual nature. If you visually look at things, they get done. And printing out that action plan to truly free your life and understand the things that are important to you is going to make a huge difference because you're going to have the starting blueprint to look at and say, this right here can this is the freedom plan. This is literally how you acquire freedom in your life, in your business by identifying the things that are keeping you away from your freedom and, and then doing something about them. <laughs> so tell them, tell them the, the link one more time. It's 9010life.com forward slash freedom plan. And I'll, I'll have that available too on my website. Uh, if they just go to jeffjhunter.com, I, I, I try to give that out because it's something that it's a paid training that I did and it just, people loved it so much. I just, I made it available so that people could try it out and, and really make some huge progress in their lives. I've got hundreds of people that have done it and they just, I just, every single day I get somebody just saying, wow, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for helping me actually understand what's valuable in my life. It's crazy. Us entrepreneurs, we are so busy working for other people that we have a hard time looking back and reflecting on what's important to us. I totally appreciate that. Well, Jeff, if people wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way of getting in contact with you? JeffJHunter.com. You guys uh, find me on, uh, on Facebook, Jeff J. Hunter. Um, I'm more than happy. I'm getting close to my 5,000 friend limit, but I, I always keep that one available. So <laughs> Great. Uh, add me. And uh, I'm just excited to be here, uh, you know, really gracious to what ClickFunnels has been able to do, not only for me, but but for my team. Um, you know, I, I really am set out on a mission right now to, to help and empower as many people around the world with long lasting jobs and, and being able to teach my team uh, how to use ClickFunnels has just really impacted their lives dramatically with uh, incredible opportunities. And I just want to thank you and the ClickFunnels family for all you guys do. Uh, you're more than welcome. Again, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show. Thank you. You know, one of the things that means a ton to me is the personal reviews that you guys leave on iTunes. If you wouldn't mind going out, rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. Just go to iTunes, click on the episode and rate it. Leave a comment. I read all the comments. I appreciate all the stars and everything everyone already left for me. Again, I really appreciate it. And it's my way of finding out how I'm doing. So if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate it. And I, again, thank you so much for all that you guys do. Have a great day.